There's no intro. Play the music. Hiya, shits. Oh my god. There's no intro. You almost killed now. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> Best like, intro as, ever? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it nearly killed As me. I'm using my inhaler, I was like, oh god, I'm gonna choke. Nearly killed now. I didn't have anything written down for the intro, so I just went the easy route. Uh, Mac, you okay, honey? I mean, you okay there, Dad? Wasn't the first time you phoned it in, isn't the last time. Hey, hey, my comedic timing is impeccable, sir. You can fuck right off. <laughs> my comedic timing is fantastic. That was brilliant. God. Stop trying to kill me! <laughs> Never. All right. Now All that, right. Now hey. that we're going to get kicked off of Twitch because Neth is using drugs live on stream. Hey, <laughs> folks, welcome to Azeroth Coast to Coast. My name, of Inhaler course, is for asthma. My name, of course, is Gavril. These chuckle fucks are Chris. Hi. Neth. Hi. And Kevin. Hello. Uh, welcome to the show. It is episode 139. No working title. Uh, yeah. I vote How's everybody been? Title be Chuckle Fox. I don't think that's going to be very SEO friendly. <laughs> I don't think naming our uh, naming the episode Chuckle Fox is going to be SEO friendly. It's very. Uh, then, we have, then we have a show title something about blood diamonds once though. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Mm -hmm. So Azerite was blood diamonds. I yeah, think Azerite blood diamonds. I mean, they were, so... I mean, yeah, they were blood diamonds, but yeah. Um, hey, folks, how is everybody doing today? On this uh, beautiful Saturday morning? Good, good. I am low on spoons today. Surprisingly not hungover. Spoons? I know, you You had a lot of gin yesterday, Christopher. Oh my god, he had so much. Did you see how much was gone from that bottle? And you started that bottle. Yes. Full. <laughs> Did that bottle start full, Christopher? That's over yes. three-fourths of a bottle of gin. How many milliliters in that bottle, Christopher? Christopher, how many milliliters to that bottle? It's a... Uh, it's a 70 CL bottle. Centiliters? Yep. And it's 43%. Yeah. Oh, my God. You had far too much alcohol to drink. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> it was fun, though. Kevin, yeah, how was yeah. your last two weeks, buddy? Um, I've been playing a lot of Valheim. Of that's course you have been, yes. That's only, pretty much it. The only thing I've been playing. <laughs> that's about all you've been playing, yeah. yeah. Trying to get you assholes not to kill me, because that's what you like to do. Get me killed. Uh-huh. And then uh -huh. preventing um, LB from dying is not something I'm good at in this game yet. Uh, unfortunately, I... I've let LB die a few times. I let you die a few times. I'm You're really good at dying. You're not good at when people get their corpses. Just saying. <laughs> I'm I'm really good at dying in that game. Yeah, 
Um, I got up to the highest skill that I got was running at 69. And then I died. Nice. I died and died and died. I'm back to like 61. So there is a pretty steep penalty at higher skill levels once you die. And it kind of sucks. Yep. <laughs> but the the new fun that I'm having is building in the plains. Um, Gavril found a tall rock that we're now building on. We're going to build a house on the top of a rock. I have like a nice um, stairwell. I redid the whole stairwell last night. Like to yeah. Oh, is, it, is this I, the plains area that I found, Kevin? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those really big Stonehenge. Yeah, looking. we have a house okay. on top of it now. Oh, I gotta so, see that. Yeah. So I have been told through the grapevine that the landmass dubbed New Crestonia is a death trap. It is absolutely a death trap. <laughs> New Crestonia is absolutely a death trap, sir. Yeah, so in other news in this week in uh, Valheim, LB is building a pen for a lox in New Crestonia. And we're going to have a pet lox. So. It's a giant yak thing, Chris. Mm-hmm. He also built a nice deck. So LB has been doing a good job. Chris we, has not LB played is the since architect. we were in Chris has not played since we were in the swamps, so okay. Chris has decided that yes, the game seems fun. I enjoyed the sailing. I enjoyed the building. I don't enjoy the material grind. Uh that's why you just play that. you just play it in debug mode then in that case. Like there I, there's there's a free build mode. We There's have. enough of there us now that we don't really have a grind because people are all doing like I'm I, I get on and I fish because wait, I don't. Wait, wait, wait. There's, There's a, a de- There's a debug mode for yeah. it where you can you can toggle a debug <clears throat> mode on in console and you can just free build stuff. Mm-hmm. You didn't realize that, did you? I tried to tell you about this and then you were just like, I just want to hit things with my hammer. Kevin, make it happen. Um well, I'm not turning debug mode on for the server. That's for sure. But you and I can always just go play one, Chris. Yeah. We can always you know, set one up, uh, set up a separate world seed for that. I mean, if you don't want to grind, just tell me what to do, and I'll go gather shit for you. Like I'm fine doing that because it just gives me skill levels. Okay, I'll build, I'll, I will build. I will build things while you grind things. We we yeah. have stones. Like we have two full reinforced chests full of stone. So you can hey, Chris, build a whole castle if you wanted. How's your last two weeks been, buddy? I have been raiding in WoW Retail. We're 9 out of 10 heroic now. Um, well, we just need to kill Daddy Denathrius, and that's going to be fun. Um, I've been leveling in WoW Classic. My Druid is like 31. My Horde Druid is 31. My Alliance Hunter is like 25-ish, I want to say. Um... And Among Us, murder is fun. It's Among Us. Murder is fun. Neff, darling, mm-hmm. how's your last two weeks been? Um, so, same as always lately. Gaming on the weekends, not so much during the week. Um, I have been having really bad weeks for flare-ups, so I've not really had energy to play anything. Um, get you, get you. Even last weekend, like I had the 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 kid was gone to his dad's for the whole weekend, and like how much did I end up actually spending online? I, I just I didn't have the energy. Almost so nothing, yeah. Yeah, it's it sucks. Um, what little I did get to play, we played some Warzone, which was fun because we haven't played that in a while. Um, and some Valheim. 
Can't remember the last time I logged into WoW. Um, I haven't even really been playing on my console. Like, I, I've mostly just been, like, curled up on the couch, either TV show going in the background for background noise or I'm reading. I just, I have had no energy. I'm lacking spoons. Kevin, look, you've never heard of spoon theory. You guys have never heard of spoon theory, have you? I, I have heard of the. I've heard of the. Spoon you work theory. in healthcare, so you, it makes sense that you would hear of it. So basically, um, spoon theory is is like for people who have chronic illnesses. It, in any given day, you hold your your energy is represented as spoons, and so you only have so many spoons for a day. And over time, as you do things, you give out your spoons, and so you don't necessarily have enough spoons to do everything that you want to do in a day. So. If you're low on spoons, if someone says they're low on spoons or they're feeling spoony, that's that's what that means, is that they've got chronic health issues and they're really low energy or having a rough rough time. So right now, I am spoony. Okay. I have no idea. No, not that. Yeah, that's spot on. Yeah. You're using your spoons for other reasons, Gavril. I, I... Uh. <laughs> oh, that was the sound. That was a sound and a half. No. <laughs> Neth is very sensitive to uh, to it's, it's to sound, sound, to noise, and just and visual descriptions. And I am very good at both of those things. What have you been doing, Gavril? Uh, playing Valheim with you shits. Um, I am a suicidal Viking dead set on exploring the entire planet by myself mm-hmm. and making incredibly long corpse runs. I, tell them your West, your West world story. Oh God. Yeah. Um, so I, I sailed about halfway across the West side of the planet and then died. I went back, got a boat, took the boat back died again, went back, got another boat, took that boat back, died, went back, got a fourth boat, and finally got my body back. <laughs> so there was a pile of four boats at that point, at which point I just destroyed the boats, took the materials, and walked through a portal. That took about two hours. I three. Or would, I had you already destroyed one before I got there? One was already destroyed by that oh, point okay. by creatures. So yeah, I ended up <laughs> piling four boats into that area. And what did, what did this experience birth? I have no idea what did this experience birth. A certain a certain area of our storage room. Oh yeah, build a boat workshop. <laughs> we have the build a boat workshop uh, inside I of our. I saw storage that room. and I was like, "What? What is that? Why?" Yep, yep. We have the build a boat workshop because I needed to. Keep, I kept having to make boats. I kept having to make new boats, so I decided to just make it the build a boat. That's cute. Yep. So now everything that you need to build a boat is in one spot. Yep. You just build it. Makes it easy. Makes it quick and easy. Um, I've also I got on WoW a couple of times, um sticking around with Alliance characters. Um something else I did this week, and I don't remember what it was at this point. I don't remember. I, like, oh, I and we all else. played Among Us. Murder. Not all of us, but yes. Okay, well, yes, one of us <laughs> this, this one here. Wait, am I, no, I'm pointing the wrong way. That way. You're pointing the wrong I'm way. Here. That's the correct way. Uh-huh. That's the right. Yeah. Got to stick up his ass and wouldn't play with the rest of us. It's but not the rest of us. 
Wait, it's not I... that he has a stick up his ass. It's just Kevin doesn't enjoy playing the game, and I understand. I don't really enjoy it. And I had, I had a. It was for charity. Yep. Is what it is. We're all good. Um, on that, uh, on that note, uh, let's continue on through the show notes. I believe we've gone through everybody at this point. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything going on? Um, a lot of the Discord Nothing. discussion got turned into show topics, so we'll be discussing some of those n- news items all right, later. All right. Um, we do have shout-outs, though. Listeners over the last month have been calling in from U.S., Canada, New Zealand, U.K., and Germany. Welcome. Welcome calling in Welcome. from? Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Uh, and I would like to go ahead and uh, add a shout-out in there that I forgot to. Um, during the entire month of March, one of our good buddies, one of our good friends from our community... Um, Stonegrasp is running a charity fundraiser uh, for uh, ALS research. Uh, he is a wonderful, wonderful Canadian man and a good, good friend of all of ours. Uh, he is he has already hit his initial goal, which was a three thousand uh, dollar goal. Uh, he is well on his way to his second to his first stretch goal, which is five thousand uh, dollars. It is for a good cause done by a very good man who will fight me on me saying that, but he is a wonderful, wonderful, beautiful human being. And he is currently also live at this very moment over at, uh, for those of you who are watching the show live, he is alive over at twitch.tv slash stonegrasp, S-T-O-N-E-G-R-A-S-P, if somebody could throw a link in for me. Uh, he is currently doing his wrestling federation, his EFED. Uh, he is a wonderful person. He streams all the damn time, and he is dedicated to streaming an hour a day for the month of March while he does his fundraiser. So uh, if you enjoy giving to a good charitable cause and want to support one of our good buddies, please go ahead and give him a uh, a follow. Give him a donation. Just give him a, hey, good job, dude, over at twitch.tv slash stonegrasp. Um. For anybody who doesn't recognize what ALS is, it's also commonly known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, It's the money that is raised goes to research to help um, not only help find cures for it because there is no cure, but actually find ways to diagnose it quicker. Right now, the only way to diagnose ALS is to do tests that will systematically eliminate anything else that it has a common um, symptom with. So um, I'll use my dad's case as an example. My dad passed away from ALS. Um, It took two and a half to three years for him to officially be diagnosed with ALS because he had to go through that much testing to get the official diagnosis. They had to eliminate everything else before they could officially say, yes, you have ALS. And by that point in time, for most people um, who have normal or fast progressing ALS at that point when you get your diagnosis you're lucky to have five-year life expectancy um that's a high life expectancy um if you are fortunate and you have slow progressing ALS which um Stephen Hawking's example of someone who had ALS and had very slow progressing um they they don't know why some people get slow progressing and so they're studying that as well but it's it's all money that goes to a really good cause because it's a horrible, horrible disease. 
So anything that we can do as a collective group is always a good thing. Um, even if it's just, hey, keep at it, my dude. Including uh, making him drink alcohol and hot sauce, eating hot sauce. Those are some of the wonderful stretch. Those are some of the wonderful incentives that uh, Stone has got going on. So please, uh, if you're listening to this in the month, uh, month of March 2021, please go ahead and give our good buddy Stone Grasp a follow or just give him some words of encouragement. We appreciate it greatly. Um, on that note, let us go get into the news for this week, folks. Kevin, you'll be happy to know I ran out of cucumbers, so there's no more food. <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead and get into the fucking news, you assholes. Um, World of Warcraft, Chris, you have a uh, <laughs> you actually have a a hand in this, a, a stake yeah. in this. So why don't you go ahead and give us the, the story about this one? So um, for people who are aware, obviously, uh, WoW Classic, Burning Crusade has just been announced. Uh, no information on potential new fresh servers for Classic. So uh, the community, well, a group of, of community members took it upon themselves to, well, fuck it. Let's make our own fresh classic experience. Um, and they did. And thousands of players at 6 p.m. GMT uh, on Friday last week <clears throat> decided to roll up on a very low pop server. Uh, which was Dragonfang EU. Guessing it's and not low pop anymore. <laughs> it is not low pop anymore. <laughs> and uh, made a, made new tunes and made a fresh launch experience. Uh, and it, the surprising thing about it is that the actual Horde Alliance ratio was pretty fifty fifty on the new tunes. Really? That's actually kind of yeah. cool. Because everyone had to run. Had, everyone had to be on the mm. Discord so they could know which server. Because they didn't tell you the server until 6 p.m. GMT that day. Oh. And then you rolled up on the server. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. So people couldn't sneak on there and... Yep, and level up. And oh, that's now, cool. There's a th we rolled up on... My, me and my friends rolled up on Alliance because uh, we already have a Horde server and it's a PvP server. Um, there, <laughs> What I will say, on about day three, there was a lot of Horde just running around trying to murder people. Um, and there is an alliance guild on that server who has taken it upon themselves to be the defenders of this new nice. leveling experience to keep those to keep those people alive. I'm like 25, 26 now at the moment. It's it's fun because there's a lot of emergent gameplay you can get out of that. Because you have like these ancient these ancient warriors who existed before time kind of thing, and it's just like because yeah. you have you have you have a population of level sixties and, and you know geared up people on this surfer, so it's just like oh yes, it's a fresh influx of children. We must protect them. Geared people on the server. Um, so when I say low pop, the server hasn't killed a new boss since Blackwing Lair. Wow! So ah, low, low pop, pop server, yeah. They they haven't been able to get a full raid groups. They haven't been able to get raid groups since Blackwing Lair. So it's it's a very wow. low pop server. And at this okay, so because yeah. I honestly haven't been paying attention. So at this point, Classic is released everything. They like Nax is out, right? They are Nax is out. They're, they're, they're fully. Yes, we Although, are. That means that the NQ gate wouldn't be open yet either, and someone could still get that mount. That's that's questionable if the AQ gate would still be closed or not. The AQ gate would probably still be closed, potentially. 
if they have if they have a low enough pop server that they can't get the groups together to raid they wouldn't be able to get in there frequently enough to get the stuff that they need he said that a a bwl has already been cleared black button lair was uh, was before aq I know, but yeah, the but you had to, you had you to go, go back in and do part of the opening for it. Was you had to go in and do stuff in Blackwing Layer and get mm-hmm. things, and you needed sands from Chromagus's yeah. area and things like that. There was a whole bunch of stuff that you had to collect from them. Yeah, and BWL um, was most of where you ended up having to go for that. But you know the the uh, queues for bosses <laughs> and the queues <laughs> for quest handins that you know create despawn mobs. That all happened again. There was oh, and there was no there, there was no sharing a tag back then. It was mm-hmm. there was fight for it for a while, and it was fun. What are you playing, Alliance side? I am playing a Night Elf Hunter. Okay, so wherever you know the mob spawns, lay an explosive trap. The trap will trigger the second the mob spawns before anybody else is able to tag it. That's that's if you want to be a that, dick. That's if I want to be a dick. Also, I didn't have explosive trap at the point where we were queuing because that's a much higher spell. I don't think I have explosive trap yet. Or freezing trap or frost trap or any of your traps. If you lay it right on the spot where it's going to go, it triggers it and locks the it locks the tag yes, team. I'm, talk- I'm talking about doing quests when I was like level like eight. level five and ten. Oh, when you You're were tiny to- level. Okay, so yeah, pre pet quest. Yeah, Got you. Like, yeah, okay. Like, Got this you. is what I'm talking. Like, we don't have these things. Like the cues <gasps> are gone now. Are you going to do your lock and rock? Oh, you have to do your lock and rock. As he gets up to sixty. That's if I get to 60. And he has the time to go get his... If he gets to 60 and he has the time to go get his leaf and shit. His sinew and his leaf. I'm still doing... All all my friends, our main server is Norgenforger Horde, so that's probably where I'm going to put most of my time. What are you playing on Horde? Torndred. Basic bitch-ass motherfucker. Because I want to be a tree and... Burning Crusade. Burning Crusade, yeah. I want to be a tree. I remember how excited everybody was when the trees got put in. Everybody was like, yeah, they dance. <laughs> I can't wait to see how busted people are <laughs> on Prop Paladins with the current knowledge that, pe- the, like, the past knowledge people have accumulated. Because mm-hmm. Prot was really good for certain aspects of BC. Like, there were parts of BC where Prot was fucking king. Hyjal. The trash tanking in Hyjal. The best mm. part about the TBC launch though is that when the pre-patch goes live, that's when we get Blood Elves. That's when Blood Elves are a thing. So I'm excited so we can see all these Paladin tanks. So you want to be a twink? Well, no, because he's going to be a torn druid. He's just excited to see the twinks. I mean, I'm uh, going to have a Blood Elf Hunter because... Hunters. But other than that, yeah. God help us all. Uh, so that has been a really interesting dive. Anybody else got any wow shit going on? I unsubscribed. <laughs> How many months did you have uh, already paid for, Kevin? Um, I like noticed it because it like charged my credit card, and I was like, oh, I need to like get rid of that, so I canceled it. Yeah, but were you on a month to month, or were you on like a six yeah, month? Month to month. Okay, then oh, you'll I be fine. Six at the end month of- that shit anymore, <laughs> kid. <laughs> <laughs> I six months. I haven't made it past two. The last two times. Yeah. I've Fair play. Play. 
Um, we haven't gotten anything new on Diablo, Hearthstone. We have some information about the next expansion, but I'm not really going to go into it because I'm not really playing Hearthstone anymore. So, <clears throat> I believe we're getting close to reveal season for the next uh, expansion, so we'll see how that ends up going a little bit closer to reveal season. I might talk about it a little bit, but uh, for now, I am fine. <clears throat> we should be getting closer to the next, uh, you know, once every four months new hero for heroes of the storm as well mm-hmm. that yeah. should be coming up because we had hogger last and he was i want to he was before christmas wasn't he he was before christmas yeah i want to say he was before december or at the beginning so should, of december maybe so <clears> we <throat> should be coming up to get another another hero announcement for heroes of the storm right. nothing um, for overwatch 2 <laughs> um nothing for no no new news for overwatch 2 but i know that they did do another balance pass in overwatch recently um i haven't paid much attention to it because i haven't played overwatch in like a year or so they did do a balance pass at the start of march for heroes um i think it primarily focused on the tanks because they were being a bit difficult I'd like to play overwatch if we played it as a group like no i would not no i'm good i'm good i'm fine <laughs> thank you um start i have enough necessity in my life I would like I, to point out that I played League of Legends with you guys. If I can do that, y'all can jump in Overwatch <laughs> once in a while for me. Thank you. I have enough uh, toxicity in my fire. life. If well, I mean, on that note, you know, Kevin could jump in for two games of Among Us. No. Yep. Kevin defending defending Neth on that, and uh-huh. he's like, nah, yep. nah, fam, nah, fam. <laughs> It's for charity, Kevin. <laughs> um, Actabliz, I haven't really paid too much attention to Actabliz shit right now. You know, honestly, when I was doing show notes, I didn't even like open the launcher to check the news or even to go. <laughs> <laughs> like, did that's, men- like, that's how little I think about Actabliz right now. Did, did we mention that Crash Bandicoot 4 is going to be on the Battle Night? Did we no, I don't that? think so. Uh, it'll be on Battle Net. It's, it's on there now. It's, it's it's on there now for pre-purchase. It's on there now. It's on there now for pre-purchase. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Anybody got any news for Quadmafa? Quadmafa. What? I think he's called a Warzone. Oh, is that what that is? Quadmafa. Yeah. What? Yep, quad. Pretty sure it means Warzone. That's one hundred percent what I meant. Yes. Um, I don't. So I don't think there's too soon. Uh, season two's two already now. started. Oh. It's already started. Aren't, we were playing that you, last week. You said they were getting rid of the map. Yes, yeah, Verdansk will be going away. as we know it. Verdansk, as we know it, will be going yeah. away. All right. Yeah, so we don't know it. if it's being completely demolished, not playable ever again, or if it's just going to be exploded and playable and a completely new thing. But all of the no. missile silos are open. So there's a lot of like areas where you can like go down into bunkers that you didn't know existed before, which is kind of cool. So um, from what we understand, they will be basically blowing it up and we'll be going back in time to the 1980s. For Verdansk, that's what how, that's my read on it, and I believe that is what most other people are reading into it. And there's a shipwreck yeah. now. That's new. That's for the zombie well, thing, right? Well, a no, goddamn zombie. The shipwreck is the shipwreck came because of the zombies, but apparently it's staying. I, I don't know. Because um, the zombie you know, thing is over now. 
there's one thing we forgot about for WoW. <clears throat> the Wandering Ancient Mount is now available. Ah, uh, yeah, that shit's out. If you own Shadowlands and have an active sub, you will get the mount. I'd be more excited if it was the slime cap. I yep. liked it. I voted the Wandering Ancient Mount. I really, really, really wanted the slime cat. I did not. I wanted the slime cat. I did not want the Wandering Ancient at all. Fuck the Wandering Ancient. Uh, I did but not. But he shakes and. But he shakes and throws an acorn out. And the cat would have done adorable goo cat things. You know what? They'll be available in the store. Buy it then. Fuck you. I'm not buying it. I got I'm my not, one for oh, free. You can, they're still making the ones that, that, that didn't get in? We don't know which ones they will be making, but they have said that they may potentially come back as store mounts. I got the Me one I wanted. making that hand gesture. Hmm? I got the one I wanted. I was rolling a d20. That's what you keep saying, and yet it still doesn't look like that. So we're still <laughs> vetoing you using that hand gesture. <laughs> All right, are we are we done with WoW? Please. Uh, yeah. I, I think mean, we're except done for Chris, pretty much most of us are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick, in some bungee news, they had a wonderful, wonderful, adorable little uh, social media campaign. Uh, featuring the Empress of the Cabal, Empress Kyatl, interacting with Destiny fans, and predictably, the fans got thirsty. What? I'm uh, shocked. Dr. This Lupo, is my shock face. <laughs> Dr. Lupo, uh, who is a streamer and uh, has been a personality in Destiny 2 and a lot of other games, uh, tweeted out to the Ooh, Destiny... The official Destiny 2 account, which is what Kaitel was they were using for the Kaitel campaign, um, and asked uh, Empress Kaitel to step on him. Yeah, that sounds like something Lupo would say. Um, to which the Destiny 2 account, as Kaitel responded, You address an Empress, commander of legions and ruler of the Cabal. You are beneath me already. Hey! <laughs> yeah, okay, I like the response. That was, but, uh. that, was that was a good response. Yeah. So yes, it was a wonderful social media campaign. It was fantastic. I loved it. Um, even though I'm not really playing Destiny actively, it was a <laughs> wonderful, wonderful uh, social media campaign and an example of one of those things that Bungie does really well every time. Doctor Lupo also helped because they know how to be a fucking insane person. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Uh, so we do have, I, be, I don't remember if we mentioned this specifically last week, uh, but, uh, Microsoft has been in the process of attempting of, a uh, of purchasing Zenimax, who is a large, uh, publisher developer, uh, kind of situation. Uh, that sale has been finalized. So, uh, Microsoft does now own Zenimax entertainment. Uh, or Zenimax Multimedia, I don't remember what they're called specifically. Uh, but that is a whole raft of development studios, including id Software, Bethesda, um, several others I can't remember off the top of my head. Does anybody else have a better list of that? Uh, I'm not sure. I will say that uh, we noticed on the Xbox Game Pass yesterday there's a shit ton of Bethesda stuff on it all of a sudden, which would be part of this. So, yep. 
Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. They own a lot of stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. I should put the Jeopardy. So, music Alpha in Dog here. Games, Arkan Studios, Bethesda, ID Software, Machine Games, Red House Studios, Tango Gameworks, and Zenimax Online Studios. So, it's a very, very interesting uh, amount of stuff. And that deal was. Where is it? Because there was, it was a $7.5 billion acquisition. Yeah, Microsoft is not playing around. No, Microsoft is not playing around with uh, attempting to get some exclusives towards the PC and uh, Xbox market. So Mm -hmm. there's a lot of speculation that most of their stuff is going to be going to exclusive. But I think this article is saying only some. But I think that. Yeah, they've 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 I well, no, I also think that. So the thing is, you have to look at it as this because people go, oh, it's Xbox exclusive. It's like, no, 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 it's not an Xbox exclusive. It'll also release on PC. That's how they'll look at it. Well, it, they're lumping that into the exclusivity. So PC and Xbox. But if it's, it's, not, it's not Xbox exclusive, because if it's on PC, it's not Xbox exclusive. That may be how they get around that. I mean, you won't hey, be as able long to as they give me... on, They're basically saying you won't be able to play it on PlayStation. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's what it's coming down to. Screw you, PlayStation. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the PlayStation's playing in its own walled garden and has been for years. Yeah, so. for a long time. Spider Man. Yeah, Spider Man. Clank. Um, Oddworld. Uh, until 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 the remakes, Crash Bandicoot. They were all yeah. PlayStation exclusive. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there's uh, God of War. Uh, there's tons mm-hmm. of games that are PlayStation exclusive, and uh demon souls demon souls playstation exclusive as long as i can get it on steam if i want to play it Um, as long as i have an option of what platform i can purchase it on that is more than just one singular console i'm fine Mm-hmm. For the micro, for the stuff through Microsoft, Kevin, I highly doubt you'll see it on Steam. You will see it on PC, but it won't be through Steam. Yeah, it'll probably be through the Microsoft Store. Yeah, on PC, which is- I- I'd be surprised if they did it through Steam. To be honest, because they have their own system already. So, yep, it would be like it would be like Blizzard releasing a new game on Steam. They have their own system. Why would they? Yeah, like mm-hmm. it would be very strange to be like. Ah! we have our own platform but hey we're gonna use this random thing instead yeah it's all money it's all about money yeah yeah. anyway um should be some interesting titles coming up i wonder do you do you think how much of this do you think it was bethesda not being able to stand on their own two feet after they fucked up 76 They actually had a really good article, uh, an interview with Todd Howard. I think it was Eurogamer or somebody, where he basically, where Howard basically admits, "Yeah, we fucked everything about the launch of seventy six up. Mm-hmm. We fucked everything up." Which so you know, it's your... hype. there was so much hype for that, and they just destroyed it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't ready. <laughs> they were like, I, I think 
this this should have been the death knell for all early access games like that where they're like you know it's going to be a living world we're going to release it in beta and it's just going to constantly evolve and like when when did people decide that that gamers wanted that experience i mean Uh, when they realize that they can get it's 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 more revenue streams available to them that's why okay it just, they just look at it as a revenue stream. That's all. It is an additional revenue stream that they can uh, attempt to explore. It's a bad idea. I mean, the the whole reason I started playing Blizzard games and stuck with Blizzard games was because they were polished and they worked, and I could play them on you know. Multiple I mean, systems. back in the day. I mean, back in the day. Yes, back in the day. <laughs> They didn't have like over the air automatic updates for shit. They shipped it to you on a fucking CD. And then you had to go to the website to download a patch if they had a patch. Yeah. Yep. And then that would take like an hour. God, do you remember the old Warcraft launcher? Jesus. Yep. <laughs> like, so, like, yeah, it forced you to polish a PC game the way that they would have to polish a Xbox or a PlayStation game now, which isn't even a thing because they have day one patches. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that was the thing. And then I think at somewhere along the line, I think probably someone looked at Steam and said, oh, look at all these games in early access, <laughs> Valheim, that are making millions of dollars and they're not even quote unquote out yet or done. And they decided to do that for a AAA title and totally fucked it up. And, you know, then they did Anthem, then Anthem happened. And like, I'm hoping that we're going to be swinging back in that direction of like, maybe we should QA our games. Maybe we should like actually make sure they work before they release. No, Kevin, it's not the problem is not the yeah. don't don't put don't put QA on that because they do don't, their job. QA yeah, they, really does their job. Like it's, it's it's that comes down to a managerial decision to go yeah. this is an acceptable amount of shit that we can ship with. Uh, don't don't raise also, that threshold to say we need to have less shit shitty bugs in our game but, before we release. But again it. That's management. That's a management decision. That's not. That's a management. I'm not trying to shit on QA with that statement. I I know. I know. So let's move on. I understand. I understand. What I'm just what I'm saying is that that's a issue of how corporations operate in, especially North America, but across the world. Um, They're beholden to shareholders and shareholders want to keep seeing growth every single year. Right. And so companies take bigger and bigger risks to increase that share price, to increase their sales volume. Then, and, and they make stupid decisions because of it. And that's yeah. how we get things like Fallout 76. Yeah. That's how we get They're anthems. Like, here's this date where we have to release this thing so that we can make this money. And then here's mm-hmm. where the game's actually ready. Or here's when the mm-hmm. game's actually ready. And it's like, well, we can go past that date and finish it, or we can release it when we need to release it to make the money. I, I mean, you can go even further back. Does anybody remember Tortanic? I don't no. even know what that is. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. T-O-R. The Old Republic. Not right. Knights of, sorry. It's Star Wars The Old Republic. That was the oh, MMO. The MMO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From Bioware. Does anybody remember Tortanic? That was what they called the Old Republic when it launched because it was such a hot pile of garbage. Tortanic. They T O R T A N I C Tortanic. Yeah. No, I, I I see I see it now. I get it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a huge deal, and that was like they rushed that thing. They were trying to be a WoW killer. That was how they that was how they they marketed themselves was as a WoW killer. 
I feel like I feel like that's the mistake though. MMOs that market themselves as WoW killers always end up killing themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not going to disagree there at all. A lot of times, it's not even them that's marketing themselves as the it's, WoW killers. It's, the, it's the media. The media the, will be like, "Oh, this is going to be the one that kills WoW." The players and the players and the media do it, but with with that one, that was them marketing it as a WoW. Killer. Oh yeah, they 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 like specifically called Blizzard and WoW out through their marketing channels. Oh yeah, it was terrible. That was that. Yeah, that one. That is one was any, entirely on them. Okay, do any of you guys remember an MMO named Tabula Rasa? I do. No, I remember that poor stupid motherfucker. Who was it? Um. Oh god, he did. I think he also did Hellgate London. I actually enjoyed that game and was like really disappointed that they didn't take it further. Like that could have been so interesting because of what was going on in the in the world, and they just did nothing with it. And it was like, ah, like I I want the story. Like I I want a story that I can follow. And it was like. The story was good, and then the story just went away. <laughs> it was like... Same with um, the Conan one. The starter zone was phenomenal, and then you left the starter zone, and you were like... Oh, That's the one with the penis slider, yeah? That's Exiles. No, not, not that I'm, one. Exiles is, Exiles is Rust, basically. No, there was no... Okay. Well, it was a Conan one, though, yeah? There, yeah, there was a yeah, there one, were... and you could there there was no bottom nudity. There was definitely top nudity because you run around full on topless. Um, I but... swear there was a Conan one with a penis slider. I there is remember. Conan Exiles. Conan Exiles okay. has a dong slider. Yeah, not the one that I'm talking about. The one I'm talking about is probably fourteen years ago. Grade would have been of... maybe grade one or grade two. I want to say it was like Age of Strife or something like that. Let's go back to the penis slider. Yeah, let's go back to that penis slider. Uh, Age <laughs> of Conan. It was Age of Conan Hyborian yes. Adventures. Yes. And the starter zone was like the storyline was great and it was all flushed out and the NPCs were like fully voiced and everything was so well done. And then you stepped outside of the starter zone and it was like they forgot to finish the rest of the fucking game. Like there were entire areas that there were no NPCs. There were no. Like, it was just like. What the fuck? Where's anything of the rest of the game after the starting zone? Like, what are you supposed to do now? You know what I, I miss? I miss Warhammer Age of Reckoning. That was good. Yeah. More, <gasps> oh, yeah, was, that the War, was that the Warhammer MMO? That was yeah. the Warhammer Fantasy MMO. I loved that. I played... Um, such a good game. I think I, I was like ball. some kind of fire mage thing, and I had a pocket priest, so I would just like... I'd get my burning up, but he would keep me healed. So I was just like, pew, pew. I had so much fun with that. Tabula, Tabula Rasa, Aeon, Rift, Dark Age of Camelot, Warhammer. I never got into Aeon. Yeah. I love Never Aeon. tried Dark Age of Camelot. I played DAOC. Um, so did I. Yeah. I tried yeah. Aeon because I wanted to like it because it looked really interesting. And then I tried it and I was like, I didn't find it. Aeon was the was the one where everybody had wings, right? Yes, yes, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, this looks like it could yeah. be interesting." I enjoyed but, it. That was and then it was like, yeah, and see, yeah. That, and and that was another part of it. I'm not. I am by full admittance a complete fucking carer, and am not big on the you must PvP just because for the sake of PvP. Um, 
So, like, eh. Um, what was another one that was like that? Rift. I oh, dude, Rift. Rift was, so was the other one that was Rift, Rift and Aeon came in about like, the same. Yeah. Rift and Aeon <laughs> came out about the same time. Yeah, they did. Yeah, and I tried Rift as well. Um, Rift did Rift did a classic before classic happened. What what topic are we on? I uh... <laughs> we're we're talking whatever about whatever we wanted that, to that be, Kevin. Failed, we're on a tangent, but we, wanna, but we missed them. That's what we're talking about now. I, I remember <laughs> game polish, and then I got lost. <laughs> Rift came out polished though. Left Rift, Rift was it Rift was polished. Fucking... It looked nice, but it was shallow. I loved I loved the class system in Rift. Because it was literally be whatever the fuck you want to be. Yeah, I was I was actually watching a lazy peon about that because he played it recently, like within the past month or so, and did a video about it. And it looks fun, but no one plays it anymore. That's the problem. Yeah, no, it's it's a really fun game, but just no one plays it anymore. That's the problem with it. And you can just like chain run dungeons like back to back and just level up really easily too. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't have uh, to do any of the story <clears throat> anymore. A lot of those really games shit. were a lot of those games were very interesting and they had good interesting hooks but you focus too heavily on doing one thing which is trying to kill wow mm-hmm. you're not going to get there and the problem is is that like Aeon and Rift both I think much like Tor specifically called out wow essentially as their competitor and that you know the thing they needed to destroy Aeon definitely did Aeon definitely I just, did. I, I remember, remember Aeon definitely, like, definitely it, did. But I definitely remember the media and the player bases saying, oh, Reft is the WoW killer. I, yeah. I definitely remember that. I don't remember them calling out specifically, though. Maybe. Uh, that's possible. And this was like seven years ago, so I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, this was a long-ass time ago, so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like there's, just, there's been a lot of really interesting MMOs that have come out, and they don't honestly, a lot of them... They're, they fall into the trap of trying to compete against the big fish instead of trying to carve their niche out within the pond. But the thing is, there, there are animals that have successfully done that. Uh, Lord of the Rings Online, um, fucking Final Fantasy XI, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 14, 14. Both of them. Yeah. yeah. I think the ones that have successfully done that, though, are the ones that have story backgrounds to fall on like if if you don't have the lore built up and the background like uh 11 and 14 had no storyline they yeah, were, brand new stories. were completely brand new stories but, but they did have the final fantasy name attached to them with a lot of the yeah. tropes of the final fantasy right. world associated with it yeah. right and and part of the whole final fantasy thing is each each time it's slightly different it's not necessarily the same world anyways but it's just you know like they still have that to fall back on. And Lord of the Rings, you've got Lord of the Rings to fall back on. And mm-hmm. like the ones that are starting from scratch, like they need to, f- I-, I think in order, if they want to stick around and have staying power, they need to flush out their stories first. Because that for a lot of people who play MMOs, the lore is what keeps you coming back. Fuck you this know, shit. Like, I'm going to go hang out with Radagast the Brown. I'm, Screw I'm you, gonna, Gandalf. I'm going to slightly agree and disagree with you. Because we're gonna go back to Tor here. It had Star Wars as its as its background. It had I don't think any of us who've played it will say it had really bad story because the story 
playing through the, the story was literally why you played the game yeah the story was literally why you played the game uh, the problem the problem with uh tor was that it didn't have anything else yeah <clears throat> I, I i did play tor um i yeah and that one it was i did the storyline and then it was like you got to max level and it was like eh, and okay i'm done right so i i think purely purely just focusing on story isn't good either because then you get the tour issue where there's nothing else to do once you've done the story no you definitely need a balance but you can't just focus on you can't focus you can't just focus on one or the other you need to focus on everything combined this is a delicate dance one must have yeah i one of the new mmos that's coming out uh, that i've actually like help to back financially um well i donated but it's called pantheon uh rise of the fallen and like a bunch of old like everquest developers and there's basically doing like that same old style mmo and i think there is there's nostalgia for that and there's like a you know some people want to go back to playing a slower mmo and i think that's kind of the niche that they've kind of carved out or trying to go back to um, and I, I would agree with that because look at look at WoW Classic. It's the slower original version of WoW, and mm-hmm. look at how successful that was. Yeah. The um, only reason we won't see a Final Fantasy Eleven re- remake re release is because the game is still running. Yes, the game is still running, and it'll be the same with Final Fantasy Fourteen. The game will continue mm-hmm. to run after this expansion, after the new expansion that's coming out, yeah. which is, as far as we know, the last one. I mean, the game will the game will continue. The, I like the, I mean, the reason that I backed it and why I wanted to do something like that is because I wanted to go back to that old style of like, you had to carefully plan out each kill. You, you know, you could easily get overrun and killed like doing a dungeon if you don't do things correctly. Like it took a lot more thought than just like not having to root anything and just running in, you know, piling everything up and trying to kill it all at once. Um, well, so, well, here's a question then. Mm-hmm. Looking at your, looking at the uh, uh, MMOs that we have currently, MMOs from the past as well. Riot has said that they're coming out with a new MMO. They br- mm-hmm. Greg Street, uh, Ghost Crawler from WoW, um, came to Riot to flush out the lore of Runeterra. Uh, I gave a. Th- thank you. Did I, did I say flush? You did. I did flesh out the the lore of Runeterra and give us something uh, like the Runeterra card game. <laughs> I mean, he um, really did flush the lore out, though. True. Look at Seraphine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I can. No, dude, I'm going to completely agree on that. There's like there's certain ones where it's like, what the fuck? Seraphine what happened? I, I came back to play. What point was, Gavril? No, I came back. I came back to playing the game, and I'm like, okay, none of these people are what they were when I left. Yes, but the point. The point. My. The point is that. He was brought on to do that to kind of expand the lore, give more meaning, more meaning to the characters, stuff like that. It gave us the card game. It's giving us the MMO in the future. Do you think they're going to go down the retail WoW route where it's a bit more casual, a bit more player friendly, or go down the route that it seems to be having a major resurgence, the classic route? I think it's still going to be a. Uh, I think it's going to be a mass market friendly because it has to be the League of Legends of MOBAs uh, of MMOs. Mm-hmm. It has to be mass market friendly, and it has to be something that can translate well and play well in multiple languages. 
Look what they did with Valorant, though. That pretty much adhered to what Counter-Strike did, and that's not, like, a current game, you know? That's, like, an older older school title. And I, I jumped into Valorant. It plays really well, but I'm just not a big shooter fan. <laughs> I don't like I, how I, slow the combat is. Or I see it as being like Overwatch and CS Counter-Strike had a baby. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good description of it. <laughs> But it's it actually plays, disgustingly good description. It plays more like, for, at least from what I've seen, like from a movement and gunplay perspective, more like more like CS:GO. Yeah, yeah, but it plays yeah, more like CS:GO or CS: Source One Point Six, whatever. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it, they're they're definitely competing in that sphere, mm-hmm. but also trying to compete in the world of shooters with unique characters and unique abilities yeah okay they're never going to go back to an old school like mainstream game mmo wise chris because it's it's too slow it's it's not everyone's cup of tea development costs for it are too high okay okay then do let me rephrase the question then okay do you think it's possible with greg street at the helm to create a really to create a viable mashup of the old style with the qualities of lives of modern day i think that unfortunately that the two values are too far separated and too different yeah. because the modern casual game the modern casual mmo which you know you're, you're shooting for 12 million subscribers you know you're shooting for wow numbers on that um <clears throat> you need those QOL, you need those quality of life improvements. You need your dungeon finders. You need your raid finders. You need the things that smooth out the curve of interaction with players. You want to create a frictionless environment as much as possible. The more friction, the more angry your player base is. You need people to jump onto the game, press a button, and start playing, not waiting for 30 minutes to get a group together to do a dungeon run. I mean, it's it's I think it's a lot about like jump on press button play game and then jump off gamers want i that that's that's why hearthstone is still so popular that's why legends of Runeterra is popular that's why um that's why TFT. i can oh, tft i can open up tft is even questionable because that's a 30 minute game that you're fucking sitting down to commit to but i can Fair. sit here and open up my phone go download a game at random from the app store from the play store and I can be in and playing the game within the first 10, 15 minutes. I can be engaging with the, ca- with the gameplay loop. I can be engaging with the content in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. Rather I, I than, think... mm-hmm. no, go on, go on. I was going to say, rather than an old school EverQuest, WoW style MMO, you know, Dark Age of Camelot, RuneScape, where you're in, you're engaging tangentially with the systems on a surface level. Because the game really starts when you get to the end. I would well, agree, because no, I, I think Riot's game, on a really good... I, Go I don't think the game starts at the end. It just takes a lot more investment. Like, you got to sit there and, you know, wait five minutes after you kill something to regenerate your health and mana before you can go do the next thing. It's it's a much slower-paced game, and it's much... You have to think more, you have to plan things out more, and it you can't just, what? like, run around and just group up all the mobs and slash <laughs> them down in a minute. You have yeah. to think. Have more you played what, a mage in classic? Because that's all you do. Well, that's yeah, that I mean, literally what mages do. That's that classic game is built off of what EverQuest had and trying to 
get rid of some of the things that were annoying about it. I mean, uh, you know, Chris, the it's Kevin. He's Blizzard played Fortnite priest, all. priest, or priest. <clears throat> he also played years of EverQuest and a bunch of other stuff. So, so I mean, the thing is, is that it's just a different thought process. I mean, the th- the thing that's very interesting, and you know, I remember getting into groups that were like basically almost as hard as a raid at like level eight in EverQuest. Like it was crazy. Like you had to group up or you would die. I mean. It, the, the systems were punishing like if if you weren't like equipped for what they had planned then you would just get wiped out um and you just couldn't like even go to that one zone if you didn't like i didn't have a lot of friends early on so i just didn't go there and i'd try to find a group and if not i'd leave but um yeah group content was meant to be played with a group and if you didn't you just couldn't do it and you'd move on and do something else like i ended up playing a druid in that game just because I didn't have friends and they were one of two classes that could solo things <laughs> like other classes couldn't solo at all. But anyway, I I'm going on a huge tangent. I think the, the thing I'm going to shift gears a little bit here and say, like one of the things that I like about some of these emergent um, survival games that are coming out now is that they can be treated as casual or they can be treated as hardcore. And it's the same game, you know, like, I could go in and I could build one small building in Valheim and I could leave for a week and that building would still be there when I come back, you know? And if I only have five minutes, I can do one little thing. Or if I have two hours, I can do something entirely different. And it's all the same game. I mean, I think that kind of, you know, if they could build that into an MMO or if they could have more, you know, players or whatever in that kind of thing, I think that's more compelling because there's multiple things you can do in it. It's still that kind of, uh, what do you call it the amusement park style experience for me theme like park. Theme park, theme park, theme park style yeah um but on a you know in a much different way i guess i don't know yeah i think i think retail i think retail world's done that pretty well this expansion though because there are, there are so many things that are just not mandatory that you can just jump in and say oh i've got like I've got like twenty minutes. I'll jump in and do my callings. I'll do do my callings, and then I'll then I'll be done. And then I'll come back and do other stuff later. Mm-hmm. I think retail's done that pretty well. This expansion, um, I think, <laughs> I think I think we'll all agree. Blizzard has had a tendency of making stuff so mandatory previously that you did have to spend hours to get everything done every single day before you would even jump into doing but anything else. And that also comes down to your play style mm-hmm. because there were so many uh, there were so many things in say BFA or Legion where it really mattered if you were top percentile or high percentile. But if you were just casually playing the game it wasn't necessary strictly. And that, yeah, uh, I think no, part I of that comes down to us having a disconnect between the type of player we are and what content we need to engage with. Mm -hmm. I think that that partially comes down to that as well. Like, yes, if you want to max out everything, that's, that's one thing you want to be, you want to have top 1% competitive DPS. That's one thing, but to go in and do a mythic five, go do normal mode raid. You don't really need it. Like from no, a mathematical stand, from a mathematical standpoint, you don't need it. The community is a whole different story. Yes, but I think like there's there's something to be said about like you had to do everything in order to prepare for a raid, versus now where it's like you know and some of that you know, was I, player. But so, yeah. but like when you go into WoW today to play retail, and like 
I'm saying to Gav, there's too many things to do. There's too many things to do. There's mall, there's callings, there's this, there's that. And he's like, you don't have to do any of it. And then if I don't have to do any of it, none of it matters. You know, look at it, look at it that way. It's like when you had to go in and do things, um, it, it was for an end goal. Like you were preparing for a raid and you had to farm things in order to but do that. But now question, it's like, you don't have to go in and do anything. You just But then you've got, you've got the other end of the stick though, where if they made all of that mandatory, people would be complaining that it's all mandatory and you have to do it all. Mm-hmm. Right. The problem yeah. is, is that so often the player base is against itself and it player base cannibalizes against itself. Because you have these situations where it's like, oh yeah, no, I don't have to be max renown in my uh, covenant. That's great. That's cosmetics. That's all that is. But people want me to be to do be able to do certain things, and they want certain conduits active on my uh, companions for a DPS increase or X Y Z. So it's like there's there's an aspect of it that becomes mandatory in the community's eyes rather than as a player yourself like my mage i went maldraxxus on my mage because i like the aesthetic of the uh the zone i like the the storyline that was going on with it mm-hmm. but maldraxxus is like second or third to choice yeah. for for frost mage so i i get what you're saying because you're saying like if you are playing the game hardcore there are certain things that are required and those are the things that you have to do in order to stay up with your raid group and things like that. I get mm-hmm. that. But if you are just playing the game to have fun, a lot of the stuff from like BFA and Legion, not necessary in the slightest. So in regards to like current, like in regards to retail, when it comes to like the Renown system, the only thing after, after Renown 29, there is no player power anymore. Everything mm-hmm. above 29 is just cosmetic. And I say that because 29 is when you get your last conduit. third, your last conduit for um, Kyrian, for Necrolord, and for Venthyr, whereas you got one night day one at 28. Yep. So but, everything before that is cosm- everything after that, sorry, is cosmetic. Yeah, but the thing is also, at the, fa- the fact matter is those deltas aren't as high as people think they are. You're talking less five percent or less in a lot of cases in almost all cases for conduit potence for for conduit power you're talking five percent or less yeah i mean that that one conduit is not going to stop you from going in and doing a uh a mythic five or a mythic ten yeah the the thing i mean it's going to be a bit more problematic if you decide to do like 15s and above but like and mythic rating but anything below that like it's not essential good to have but it's not essential the like this entire discussion about like here's fighting and then here's a bunch of things to do to like increase your ability to fight things i like how in what we're doing in valheim and other games like that whole piece of it is taken away and it's replaced with do something creative do something non-fighting do something outside of just trying to fight better and better and better and like yeah you've got Mm -hmm. gear and they're different games though I know, but like, I guess like for me, like what what I've enjoyed more about this game than having to like play an MMO and grind for all these like little fucking numbers is like I can build something and be proud of it later instead of, oh my God, I've got like a better widget so that I can fight the monster better, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't have to worry about any of that shit. It's just like, 
I think you're evolving as a, I think you're not evolving, but I think you are changing laterally as an MMO player, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I, you are you are making a lateral series of moves from this is the only acceptable form of end game. This is this is the ultimate goal. This is the only acceptable form of end goal to more of I'm here to have fun. Well, you like, know what I, I mean? Was, I was never like I've always liked crafting games. I've always been a crafter in a game. I've always done that aspect of it. And that's excited me more than, you know, the other shit that's like you know just fight bigger and bigger monsters and get more and more mm-hmm. people together to fight more monsters treadmills wait yeah, so, has kevin has kevin just evolved into an old man wow gamer now no that's <laughs> that's how i've been like like he, you know. he has been that way but the problem is is that you've you've in, from my view and sorry to interrupt mm-hmm. you from my view of you you have always been aiming for the traditional end game bigger numbers bigger bosses they fall down i need more stuff to kill bigger bosses so they fall down that's how i've always seen you as a game well as no a i mean that that was you know after i well i mean let's face it crafting and wow is shitty so like i got done all the crafting stuff and i was like i wanted to i wanted to like be a part of the group and do raiding and like try to be the best person that I can be in the raid group and thus get gear to assist with that. But, you know, to me, the fun of it was being able to mine and being able to fish and build things and have something to, to be proud of and to like try to sell and make money, you know, do some of those things that are not just fighty fighty related the whole, the whole time. And I think survival games are just in general have it's, better in that setting because it's permanent it's like you can build something in the world like and if wow was able to do something like that if they were able to let you build things or you know god damn it player housing um you know yep, i was that, just thinking that player housing is literally what you're describing here yeah yeah like if they if <laughs> they actually went in house? that direction like they're like this this five million dollars of valheim money that's been made or no, there's been more money than that. 124 money, million. 124 million that's been made by something like that. 150 group of million. Five developers. Uh, you know, like that money could have been in WoW's pocket if they would have figured out how to like let things, you know, actually evolve that aspect of the game and stuff. Like at the end of the day, WoW to me is still a fighting game instead of a fighting and crafting and housing and, you know, these other things that are being like survival games are winning in that area right now you know yeah but but again it's 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 like comparing hearthstone and league of legends you you are comparing yeah you can't because different, different people games. like different games it's, it's a case of it's a case of wow is wow is designed as an mmo rpg a story driven combat game about going through doing stuff the crafting is the crafting and professions are a side to that Right. The main goal of of WoW and main goal of most MMORPGs are you play the game, you level up, you get good gear, you kill bosses. That is the mainstay of MMORPGs. It always has been. Mm-hmm. The crafting stuff, the PvP stuff, the the all all that all that stuff is side and part of the theme park design. But the main the main point of most of these games is level up, get gear, kill shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So, Where the main point of the main point of survival games is survive. survive. 
and craft mm-hmm. and build and create. It's 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 honestly honestly it's like it's like comparing Hearthstone and League of Legends. You're comparing two polar opposite genres and trying to you know create a comparison. It's it's I get what you're saying, and I do kind of agree that if WoW had had additional stuff like player housing, ability to craft stuff, stuff that that would actually stay in your little area for player housing, it would be a lot more fun. I would jump in like and and do that constantly, mm-hmm. but. Comparing the two, the two the two games is as a bit of a it, it's not a fair comparison. Yeah, I, like I, I've never really gotten into survival type game or creative type game like this before. Um, and I think the only reason I'm having fun with it this time is because I'm playing with you guys. Like normally, Valheim would be something that would be up Bond's line of interest. He likes those kind of games. He likes games where you're building, you're collect, like you're collecting, you're doing stuff like that. That's his thing. And he's never really gotten into the MMOs, whereas I'm the flip side. But for whatever reason, Valheim, as long as you guys tell me like, okay, we need this, go get this or whatever. And I have an objective, then I'm good. But to just play for the sake of like logging in and playing it's not my thing because like for me, like it's great to be able to decorate my room, but beyond that, like there's no, there's no quest. There's no, Hey, go forth and do this for this reason. Like, you know, like I would like to see that there be, you know, like for me, all those stones that are all over the place in Valheim with the red lettering on them, like give me something tied to that, that you want me to do. Like Mm -hmm. give me a reason that I'm finding all these fucking stones. Yeah, the the aspect of like, okay, we need fish, so you know, I I send Neth on a fishing quest so I can make food. <laughs> like, it's Wait, oh like, my it's god, like, okay, someone, someone be my yeah, quest no, NPC. No, we we are literally Neth's in a quest giver. It's like, yeah. Neth, bring me sixteen bare asses so that we may craft a rug. <laughs> but, but literally, otherwise, I'm gonna stand there and I'm gonna spin in circles because it's not my thing. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna go off and do this random shit because it leads to that. It's literally like somebody give me a fucking objective. Give me yeah. what do what do we need? What does Gabby the base Gabby need? Gabby like, Gabby Givers, I love it. They are. They have to be because otherwise I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna fucking stare at things and be like, I don't know what to the fuck to do. What is the point of this? Because that for is. me, I don't see the point of the fucking game yeah. because there is no objective. Yeah, yeah, no, next, I here's next, the thing, and I think yeah. I kind of get that because I think that's one of the reasons that survival games don't really connect with me because there right? isn't an objective. <laughs> but what I will say, I love building. So mm-hmm. I do, I, I like, but I'm not one of those players. I like creative mode. I, when I play Minecraft, I jump in and just go creative mode and just build shit. That's See, what I, I like to do. I mean, we're, we're your, we are your, you know, NPC, or you become our NPC, Chris during that because i'll go you know fill up you know chests of wood so that you can do that if that's what you want to do okay i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna say no to that i'll do that i'll i'll, I'll I, I, it. I i know how to farm stone in a quick and efficient manner so yeah <laughs> go ahead Neth. i want to build a tower no oh, i just castle. i mean like it it's survival games for that reason have never been my thing and you know like valheim will very likely be a short-lived thing for me only because i it's not something that i'm gonna 
if you guys aren't on and playing, I'm not going to log on and play on my own because there's nothing for me to do. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that that's kind of the pro and the con of it at the same time, because like not having anything to do allows you to kind of build your own story and build your own narrative about what's going on. Like everything that happened with Rufus, the wolf, Oh God! <laughs> but that was hilarious. I won't however, however, how do you build your own story when there's no, like you know, like yeah, there's things that we kill, but there's <clears throat> no other people. There's no RP. Well, the 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 idea that I had on when we hit 365 in Valheim was to sit around a campfire and actually talk about what we had done in the game. But hot dog and fusion, hot dog and fusion were there. Well, they, hot dog and I mean, well, that's no, not that they're new. It's just hot dog infusion doing hot dog infusion things, and that's I mean, fine. That too, but like just talking about like the experiences that we had had playing over the course of the in-game year, and you know, like what we had done and what was memorable about it, because it's it's like you're you're building your own story. You're responsible for your own fun. The game isn't trying to throw fun at you. So what Kevin's saying is he tried to create an RP event where he's had a little RP fun. Yeah, but we, we actually sounds really fun. What we ended up doing instead, Chris, was um, a house tour. We went to <laughs> but everyone's that's a, but, house and we looked at their houses. But that's the thing: like games like this are absolutely perfect for like RP scenarios, emergent gameplay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like anybody who who has any kind of D and D love would be able to jump into these games like on an RP version of the server and yeah. just create create a story and just go with it. It'd be it, it would be such a weird and just interest. Like have you have you guys ever watched like YouTube videos where people go on like RP GTA servers or RP yeah, uh, VR servers? Mm-hmm. That shit is always so fun to watch because it's just people creating their own little stories. Yeah. And, and I, sometimes I've chaos never is been good at that. That's something that I still struggle with. Right, like, which is one of the reasons why I was excited about us starting to do D and D was because I want to get better at the RP stuff, but at the same time, it's not it's not my strength, right? Like, I love I love reading stories. I love you know, like I'm I'm a huge reader, but I'm not I'm not a creator in that way. Like, so it's hard for me to be like, okay, I'm gonna create this character in my head and. You know, like, I have a bit of a backstory for my hunter, but at the same time, I've been playing her for 16 fucking years now. So it's, you know, over 16 years, a story has evolved involving my hunter in my own mind. But to create a a, a character from scratch where I'm creating just a, like, new character and, you know, like, it, it takes me a while to find my footing and figure it out and, you know, like... Unfortunately, our D&D fell apart too quickly, so I never really felt like I got my footing with my with my cat to like really feel comfortable in what I was doing yet. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it. I'm not one of the like, you know, like Chris, you you're good at it. You're you know, you're really good at the RP. I listen to your D&D games and listen to you get into your characters and you have different characters and. You're good at that. That's not my strength. You know, my, like my favorite character is my my half dry warlock. She's a sassy <laughs> bitch. But I mean, I mean, yeah. But but that's the thing. Like you're 
I need I need to I need to get into that mind space. I need to have practice. Like it, it's just not my forte, right? So like that's my problem with you know like if, if that's what the survival games revolves around, that's where I'm going to struggle because I don't have someone saying, "Oh, hey, you're doing this." go out and get me this so we can because you're working towards X, you know, or you're yeah. trying to solve such and such mystery or, you know, like, you know, like Resident Evil, like I like the stories in Resident Evil, even though they make me pee myself and have heart attacks and hate you all for making me play them. And yes, I know I need more stream. Um, but there's still a storyline and I like the story because I like the storytelling. You know, like I read horror novels and I scare the crap out of myself, but I like the storytelling. You know, like it for me, that's like that is everything is if the game doesn't have a good story, I'm going to be like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what I'm hearing Neff, you'd say is like a guided experience versus an unguided experience. And I think yeah, that like, Valheim is very much yeah. on the unguided. Very, yeah. very much on the unguided. Gives you a world. There's, you know, there's you know. So when I log in, I'm like, okay, what do we need? Someone tell me like, what do you guys want me to do? Do you need fish? Do we need like, do I need to go pick mushrooms? What do you want me to do? And like when like some, sometimes you guys are like, oh, just go explore. And I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> It's very much the sandbox experience versus the story-driven experience. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, that's, a, that's a really, really... The thing, our little group within of itself has a, has a really good little split of that because you yeah. and Gab are really good with the sandbox, whereas Neth and I are much more... We kind of need, need a story to kind of point us in the direction. Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, the, Which gives us really good points of view and really good, you know. Yeah. I mean, how I'm kind of looking at it is like everything that we do, it's like an online world, right? And you, you know, do you want to spend your time in an online world that has like more of a guided experience or an unguided experience? And like having, <sighs> having the scope of like, you know, and I think for a long time, the scope of MMOs has been kill things, kill things, kill things. And like everything else is like a side project so that you can kill things better. And I think, Kevin, know, I don't even I don't even need it to be like kill things, kill things, kill things. But give me a reason why. Why are we there? What are we doing? Who is the creepy guy that keeps randomly showing up off in the distance staring at us while we're doing things? Because I really want to know what that dude is because he freaks me out. Like, hold on. Don't explain. Do not explain. Okay. <laughs> Don't explain. But hold on. I have a really good I have a really good point here tying it back to the MMOs. And it's tying it back again to wow. You know what the perfect example of story driven sandbox was and has ever been for WoW? What? Timeless Isle. Mm-hmm. I think that is the best example of story driven sandbox that I think most I think we've I think any MMO is done. Well, I guess what I'm saying is like instead of like the the sole purpose or you know the primary goal of the game to be to kill things, we're finding other MMOs starting to spring up or other multiplayer games springing up that has a goal other than killing things, which I think will ultimately be more appealing than only a game that focuses on killing things. Kevin, see if they ever get to the point where it's Wrath of the Lich King. No, sorry, where they whenever gets to the point where it's Mists of Pandaria Classic. Okay. 
will you play it? Because I think when it gets to the point where it's just a timeless aisle is available, you will have the most fun and wow you will you have ever had. Because it is story-driven sandbox experience where yes, there is an overall point, but it is it is essentially do whatever the fuck you like. I, Sounds I, fun. I did like stuff I did in MOP, and I know that it's more driven off of factions and rep and collecting things, and that is more appealing yeah. to me than what, what I, even, I, I honestly you know? I think even I, I think even Burning Crusade because it's start Burning Crusade is where things start to lean more in that direction where it starts to come a bit more quality of life, a bit more casual friendly, moving moving into the moving away from the classic era and starting to move towards what we know as retail wow. Mm-hmm. Burning Crusade is the first steps to that because they shrink the raid sizes. Honestly, yeah. I think if you give Burning Crusade Classic a go, you'll you you'll you'll enjoy it more than you what you enjoyed Classic. Yeah. Yeah, Burning Burning Crusade and and True Classic were like they reinvented the game when they went into Burning Crusade. Yes. Like there there was a reason why it was like it it was called the guild killer. Like it, it destroyed yep. guilds and like it, it changed so, so much. Like, so, so classic reinvented the MMO burning crusade reinvented classic. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And, and, and just on the Valheim thing, like I know the creepy dude is very likely Odin all father. I am aware of my Norse <laughs> mythology. However, I want to know why he won't let us get like why why is he creepily staring standing off in the distance staring at us? Why? Like, you, that's why? I want the why. I mean, to me, this is like the the success of Valheim and what has happened with that game is just kind of going to hopefully broaden the scope of like what a multiplayer online game can be and have it, you know, be centered around more than just the primary focus of a game being to kill things. And getting to be more of like what ready player one is right where it's just like it's an online world you can do whatever the fuck you want to do you know and yeah know, i wish we were at, I wish we were at that point though like it's <laughs> like not not the problem the problem is mmos haven't got to that point yet where they can be just completely do whatever the fuck you want yeah i think they i think they can i think they will eventually get to that point because you've seen things like the uh, perfect world games, uh, Star Trek Online and uh, Neverwinter, they have Foundry. They have something where you create a story, you create a quest, quest line, you create something for other players to play. So, I think I think the ga- MMOs have the potential to move to that, but I don't think they're there. I don't think I don't think they're ready for that yet. There's a potential, but they're the, not ready. One of the reasons why I enjoy games like Assassin's Creed and stuff like that, like Assassin's Creed and um, other stuff like that, it's kind of like, for me, it's a combination of the two because there is the sandbox feel of you don't have to follow the story. You can go off and do your own fucking thing. But the there's Witcher. still the story. The Witcher 3, Cyberpunk, yes, any game right? like that where yes, it's an like RPG. I, I think that's one of the reasons why I like those so much is because okay. I can go off and do mm-hmm. all the tangents that I want, but there's still the overall story yeah. driving the game. Like, Yeah, I think that's why I've been enjoying Cyberpunk because there is that overarching story, but it's like, ooh, shiny. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like a hundred percent. Like that's I think that's one of the reasons why, like uh, when I 
played my first Assassin's Creed game, I was like, oh, this is fucking amazing. <laughs> um, but we should maybe rein it back in and talk about the success of Valheim because that is actually the next thing on our list. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, huh? I what? stopped paying attention to our list. <laughs> What's up? Sold 5 what million copies. Over 5 million. Over 5 um, million now. Um, Valheim players have spent more than 15,000 years playing Valheim. Uh, watched more what? than 35 million hours of gameplay on Twitch. Jesus. Pushed, pushed us to the number of 39 in the best user reviewed games on Steam of all time. Wow. Made up a five-person strong team. They're excited. Blah blah blah. There's going to be updates coming uh, too. As of three days ago, they are at five point seven million copies sold. Jesus Christ! In five weeks, they've sold over a million copies a week. <laughs> yep. That is ridiculous. I like I said. I think I think that there is a strong appetite for creating things and doing things with friends, and you know, kind of. Being able to do your own thing that isn't solely focused on killing things. I mean, look at Minecraft. Look how well that did when it came out. Right, right. Exactly. I mean, so here's a couple of quick facts. By the way, I just, I just looked it up. Um, the game shifted a million copies within the first seven days of launch. Mm-hmm. It hit two million sales by the 14th day, by its first fortnight. By the 16th day, it had shifted three million units. And by before the end of their third week, before 21 days had gone by, they had shifted 4 million units of the game. It shifted... Wait, wait, hold on. It shifted a million units in two days? Yes. Between 14 and 16? Yes. A million? Yes. (laughs) What the fuck? Yeah. They're at 5.7 million currently, and it is just a little bit bit over a month. Yeah, I'm gonna say success. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. crazy. And honestly, I do hope that people kind of copy that formula and you know do their own thing. Maybe there is someone who takes it more in a story-driven direction. And they caught lightning like in a bottle. I don't think this is reproducible. This no, is lightning this is in a bottle. Yeah, this is not reproducible. I I don't think so at all. I think this is a brand new era of what these games can be. And instead, of I I I. Game, I survival has been really focused on like here's a bad guy coming to attack me or i'm going to drown or i'm going to run out of food or i'm going to run out of water and like that's not really the focus of this game and the focus is more on creation in a survival setting i think so it's terraria it's minecraft it's fucking um uh rust Rust, what's well the rust is pvp focus yeah what's the other what's the other one that's like starbound Starbound, yep. Yeah. This, it, this is not the first this is not for the first game of its kind. This is this is this is an established genre. It is in a very well established genre at this point. This is lightning in a bottle. This is no one knows why the fuck the, this is this popular. I I don't it might be a quote unquote established genre, but I would argue that it's not because I don't think there's like a ton of mainstream really popular. Minecraft. Oh, Minecraft, Minecraft, Terraria, yes. Starbound. Terraria, Starbound, we've listed four. 
Like there, there's a lot of them. Well, my this is being like, I, I could come up with one. more. I just I would need to open Braden's Steam account to uh, I don't find need you them. guys to list off games for the next five <laughs> minutes to change my mind on this. I, I we're not asking Minecraft you to change. No, 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 this is, but this is his opinion, and that's fine. But I I think that you know maybe what they've done differently is they did add more of that. Like here's a goal. Like do this stuff so that you can kill this boss, and then unlock something so that you can kill this boss. And I. Like it is a bit of a guided experience in that way. Like there is kind of a thing that you have to work for um, to get to the next biome and to, you know, to progress through that and get to the next biome. So, you know, that that's what to me kind of sets it apart from just doing a Minecraft server because so that Minecraft never interests kill me. the Elder Dragon. I didn't know that there was an Elder Dragon in Minecraft. Terraria has bosses too. Yeah. I mean, Braden played the snot out of Terraria. I know there's a ton of different bosses. And Terra- different- so Ter- Minecraft the aesthetic of Terraria goal. never appealed to me. I rather and that's fine. And, and that's, that's fair. Fine. Yeah. The end game goal for Minecraft is to build up and become powerful enough to just to take out the Elder Dragon. And uh, the objective in Terraria is to get the items to summon the appropriate bosses, which each boss then gives you some sort of upgrade that serves you further down the line to continue down the tech tree. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that there was an Elder Dragon in Minecraft. It was I, in... I played it years and years ago. Yeah. Uh, hmm. 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 It's not the first in his genre. It's it's it's. I agree with Gav's description lightning in a bottle it is i don't think this is reproducible at all just because even they don't understand how why the game is suddenly this sudden suddenly just shot up in popularity Hmm. yeah i mean to me to me it's a it's an mmo that doesn't have fighting as its primary objective like there's other aspects of it to keep you engaged not just to fight and you can have different jobs and you can do different things and it's or like in minecraft i think that the you know like i didn't know about this elder dragon thing but a lot of that goal was to build things and i you know that to me was boring too because it's like why am i just going to come in here and just build things all the time well also also for minecraft it depends which which mod you're using there's mods to where the end goal excuse me where the end goal is to become technologically advanced enough to colonize the moon hmm. okay it, 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 the modding community for minecraft has just stretched that game away from just being build stuff to kill the elder dragon to there's zombie invasions survive there's there's hunger games survive hunger games uh, there's like, pokemon there's like hmm. there are so many variants hmm I mean, I, and again, yeah. it, it comes from the basic genre of survive, which is where Val, Valheim comes from. Right, but the uh, I think the aesthetic too in Minecraft, like I don't know, like Valheim isn't much better than Minecraft in terms of graphics, but I still think that that's polarizing for some people, and it's like kind of looks blocky and weird. And you know, I'm not trying to play a game that I played when i was in high school i want it to at least look a little better i guess or i'm used to well, a 3d there world are a 3d world there are texture packs that you completely change the way minecraft looks mm-hmm. there's realism texture packs that make it look like real the real world yep hmm. i didn't know that but i mean like 
to me it's kind of like if breath of the wild or like super mario world had there's the a breath of the wild texture things. pack there's a breath of the world texture pack as well <laughs> that came out not too long ago actually <laughs> okay that's that's cool i mean it's i like the i like the ability to be able to build stuff and like have it persist in the game and like i don't feel that with wow and haven't i haven't had that same experience playing those other games so anyhow i think i think it's something that other companies will determine what what it was that helped them get so successful and they'll try to recreate it and they'll experiment and i think it'll it'll lead to some different style games in the future that it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of success spurs other game companies to try to replicate it and what those games end up becoming That's it. I, I, I would hope that, yes, this the, the, some people do use this as a springboard to go, I have a weird-ass idea, let's give it a shot. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I fear that we're just going to see a flood of Viking-related survival games on Steam <laughs> in the next eight yeah. months. <laughs> yeah, and of- none of them are going to be similar. It's going to be, how can we duplicate this exactly? Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about how do we distill it down to its essence and how do we take that essence and build on it rather than, yeah, people are going to try to literally copy it. I mean, do we want to look at the amount of WoW clones that came out after WoW's success? Right. That were literally mm-hmm. just World of Warcraft with a different skin? Yep. Yeah, for granted. I think that's I think that's probably more likely what we are going to see um for for Val- for Valheim. And it's mm-hmm. it's sad, and I kind of I so I know I know I'm disagreeing with you, but I hope I'm wrong. Well, I pray right. that I'm wrong because I would love to see someone actually to figure out what made this thing popular and build something on that and try and create yeah. something even better. But history has said otherwise, so I'm, I hope I'm wrong here. Yeah, the, what I'm thinking back to is when they were talking about doing EverQuest next and they said that there could there was going to be like a building creative mode to the game and you could, if you wanted to, you could just mine or craft and that's all you could do. And like they they gave an example of like, if you wanted to, there would be people out fighting stuff and you could just sit there and like build a castle and use that castle to protect against people trying to attack you. So, like, if you wanted to, you could just craft a castle and that would be, like, your full-time job in the game. And, like, for me, that was interesting and appealing to me. Other people, probably not so much. But, like, I would I would be the person behind the scenes building the castle while other people are out there defending us or fighting or doing whatever. And I would be completely content with that. And, like... Let's be honest. LB would be the person building the castle while you be the person changing things in the castle and pissing LB off. I would be collecting stone for him, probably. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, I mean, that, that's the thing It's like, you could, you know, like doing something besides being the primary focus fighting is like, I hope an idea that people expand upon that and allow us those games. I think that they're just scared to, because they think that like, oh, I'm not, no, no one is going to pay me money if I just make a game where I, I mine this tree or I mine this, you know, quarry for the whole time. But there's people that will do that and find that fun and relaxing. I was going to say. And there are people who will find that enjoyable right. and power to them. 
not my thing, but we don't all have to like the same things. You know, like that's that's right. part of the fun of it. And having that kind of variety, I think, is what will help make those types of games better in the future or more fun. But like make more, you know, make more multiplayer games, make more kind of world games that you can share with your friends and have a place to do that and have a variety of stuff to do so that everyone can kind of do whatever they want. Can we move on to the next one? Because yep. I, I, this one is, this one's weird. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's weird. Are you talking about the uh, AAA the, the, first person? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So there is a develop. There's a news article here from a developer named Hidden Path Entertainment. Um, Gavril is familiar with them. They've done some games mm-hmm. called um, Defense Grid and Defense Grid Two. Um, and this developer recently announced that they are hiring for a AAA third-person open-world fantasy RPG that will be taking place inside the Dungeons & Dragons franchise, which is a mouthful, but this sounds like a very, very, very so ambitious thing. That. <laughs> um, there's been plenty little... of games, you know, WoW, EverQuest, that have tried to do D&D in a, you know, Dungeons and Dra- basically copy Dungeons & Dragons and make a game out of it. Um, but it sounds like they have the actual franchise or the actual backing of uh, Wizards of the Coast. Is that what it is? So very quickly, just a little background to um, Hidden Path. Mm-hmm. They did create the, the Defense Strike games. Uh, sorry, Defense, Defense Grid. Grid games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Terror Defense games. Uh-huh. And now they're creating a third-person... So... Open world fantasy RPG MMO. Yeah, it's weird. They have also done some other stuff. They were involved with Counter Strike Go, CS:GO, uh, and Age of Empires 2 HD. So the re the the HD version of Age of Empires 2 and some other stuff. Um, They don't have a very long history of doing stuff. No. Yeah. Um, So. Here's my worry here. Mm-hmm. Do you ever, you, you, you ever, any of you ever remember the Stargate Worlds MMO? No. No. It, so Stargate Worlds uh, was something that was announced, I think, I want to say back in like 2004. Um, and it was given to a very small company called Cheyenne Mountain Entertainment. Oh, um, yeah. Cheyenne Mountain. That makes sense for Stargate. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they went under very quickly <laughs> trying to make this game because it wasn't something that they were they were particularly knowledgeable nope. about or knew about. Yeah, so my wonder, my worry here is that is this gonna be a big giant fail that just builds up hype cool. and just gets shut down because yeah, we can't do this. Ah, uh, I don't know. Um. It's going to be interesting to see who's publishing this. Because the publisher is going to play a big part in how successful the developer is. So we'll have to see how that's going. Gav, what is Cinder sitting on? Uh, We have a banister right there. That Uh, Okay. I was like, what is she on? I will say I am really excited to see D&D get a bigger push, a renewed push into the video games market. Quickly. Yes. Because mm-hmm. 
Because we've got Baldur's Gate, we've got um, the Wizard of the Coast. You have the Turbine uh, stuff still going, the Neverwinter Nights, yeah, uh, yeah. Dragons Online, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. I, I want to see a official VTT out of Wizards at some point, though. Oh, what's a VTT? Virtual Tabletop. <clears throat> yeah. So that is uh, Roll20, Fantasy Grounds, things like that. It is a virtual environment in which you can play Dungeons & Dragons as it is as you would play it in real life <clears throat> basically tabletop simulator but with specific stuff for dnd specifically designed for ease of use and for implementation with dungeons and dragons mm -hmm. yes yeah because i i would pay wizards a um reasonable amount of money I, I would pay them a reasonable amount of money for an official thing that i didn't have to pay 15 million subscriptions for and i didn't have to be subscribed to the grand master tier to get access to this specific books rule sets because i want to play with this one kind of creature because it fits really well with the story i'm developing but i need i don't get access to that creature stat block and creating a custom stat block is a pain in the ass this is why I have all of that stuff for D&D &D Beyond. Right. Yep, I agree. I mean, I hope they don't fuck it up. So, it's, they're only hiring artists now, so it's probably like five years away. Um, Give or take. Your next article, Gavril, is about Artifact, the card game. Oh, Artifact is dead. What was Artifact? Can I Artifact ask? was the Dota card game. Right. With the Dota TC. Um, <clears throat> LB actually played it, right? LB no. played it. I played it. I didn't like the original artifact, and I never got into the artifact 2.0 beta. So I never got an opportunity to play test it while it was in beta still before they ceased development. Um, it. So Artifact 2.0, which is now known as Artifact Foundry, <clears throat> was a. <clears throat> Remass. They were they were redoing pretty much the entire game from the core up. Mm -hmm. uh, the original artifact, artifact 1.0, artifact legacy, was developed in part with Richard Garfield, who, if you know anything about TCGs, you know he is the godfather of the yeah, TCG, I mean, CCG, whatever you want to call it, genre, uh, in which he developed Magic: The Gathering originally. So they had royalty attached to this. And Valve, you know, Valve is known for having a high level of polish and, you know, supporting their games. And yeah, somebody somewhere up the chain decided that Artifact was too much of a drain and they cut it out, cut it out from under him. The thing is, is that the game is pretty much done. All that's really missing is some polish and art. Oh, you're saying that this is all like early access shenanigans? No, no, the game is done. The game is done. Like, I would say probably 95% done, at least. LB would have a better idea of was the exact it out? Was it not out? Was it only early? It was early still in beta. It was still in beta. It was still in beta. beta. Okay. It was a closed beta that they did uh, invites for. Okay. And they've cut it. They've just cut the game. They've just cut the game loose. And it is now just kind of flowing free in the breeze. Uh, it is available for download for anybody that wants to try it out on Steam. It is Artifact Foundry. Um, all the cards are free. Everybody has everything. Give it a shot. It was, I think, I honestly think 2.0 was had its legs cut out from it before it had a chance to really flourish. Um, 
what I understand, a lot of people really, really enjoyed Foundry uh, 2.0 versus the original game. And I would I'm going to have to sit down and download it and give it a shot and see how it goes. It didn't enter beta that long ago. I I would assume they couldn't figure out the monetization strategy or they would have released it. Well, the thing is, with TCGs, there's two ways to monetize it. You either have the cards be monetized themselves, or you have things like expansions or tournaments or things of that nature that's monetized. Or you do a combination thereof. Like um, Mm -hmm. Legends of Urterra. Everything in that game is monetized. But it does throw a lot of resources at you to make the stuff that you want to. So then it becomes cosmetics are monetized. um, Arena runs are monetized, things like that. Hearthstone does the exact same thing. Artifact used a player funded marketplace. Pardon me. So if you remember the real money auction house from Diablo three, same kind of deal. Well, it did. Yes. Hmm? I said, well, it lasted. Yes. While it lasted, yes. I know uh, people who made a lot of actual money off that. I too. made a healthy chunk of change off of the Room Money Auction House. Not going to lie. I made, a, I made a decent amount of money off of the uh, Room Money Auction House, so I was, I was happy with it. I made money off of it. I didn't give a shit. Um, but yeah, so it's just sad to see Artifact go. I would have loved to have given it another shot. Uh, I would have loved to have been gotten into the beta program and given it a shot while it was still under development but uh as far as i understand at this point the game is pretty much done it's missing polish and that's about it which is sad but yeah that's uh that's about all i've got on that one uh we have a slight bit of D news just a quick blurb on that and i think we're done for the day what do y'all think yeah yeah <clears throat> All right, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Uh, Chris, shoot. Uh, right. So, uh, for, very quickly, for uh, some official D and D stuff. Uh, so, the there are, will be four new races available uh, for testing via Unearthed Arcana for D and D five E. These uh, this Unearthed, Unearthed Arcana is known as titled the Folk of the Feywild. It will introduce um, the fairy race, uh, hobgoblins of the Feywild, owl folk, and rabbit folk. Uh, they will all be available for testing uh, the full rule set for these characters on the official D&D website uh, for Wizard of the Coast, and it will more than likely be pushed to D&D Beyond very soon if they aren't already. They seem interesting. They seem fun. These use the new um, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything character build, character building. So the basic stuff is determined by the, that character building system. So if you are unaware of that, that the basics of it are on the new, are on the new Arnold Arcana for you. Um, next official one we have uh, the new source book coming out, Van Richten's Guide to Ravenloft, uh, which we available for pre-purchase, which is available for pre-purchase currently through most retailers and D and D Beyond, uh, and will officially launch on May eighteenth, twenty twenty one. It will include many different things. Hold on, let me just get the pre-order page up to see what's in it. So it'll include two new subclasses, uh, the College of Spirits Bard and the 
Undead Pact Warlock, um, which will be usable uh, by anyone who owns the book. You'll get new character lineages, uh, something something new called the called the Dark Gifts to help uh, flesh out uh, players, uh, player characters. You will get new backgrounds, new trinkets. There will be a brand new haunted adventure uh, that you can play through as well in the book. Um, yeah, it's a lot of interesting things coming, and it's nice to see Ravenloft uh, and Barovia getting used again. All right, yeah. I love um, classic classics. Yeah. Classics. Uh, the uh, the next one we were going to talk about a bit more, but it's, I've just discovered that the website as I was looking at it was updated. So uh, there was a unofficial Pokemon D and D five E game in the works, um, but they have since been thrown a cease and desist order by Nintendo, so that's no longer a thing. Shock! I'm shocked. I tell you, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Um, it did look really fucking interesting. Uh, there was. Like full on, like they were, they even designed it like a D and D book. Um, there was a lot of work that had went into this that has now just been thrown out. Um, but yeah, they had full character stats for all the Pokemon. Uh, yeah, it looked really really interesting. But yeah, it's no longer a thing, guys. Did I think Pikachu had more than six intelligence? Don't you think? I do not. <laughs> I disagree. I hundred percent disagree. Perf derp, I'm an electric rat. I don't even think it should have. I don't even think it should have had twelve charisma. I think it should have had two. Oh no, he definitely rat. has a lot of charisma. Nah, nah. Oh. <laughs> All right, folks. Anybody have any final thoughts for this show that is just rambled on? Um, I forgot. Say that I'm, what we I'm were proud of about. Kevin. <clears throat> okay, Neff first. What are you proud of me about? Okay, so Kevin went on a tangent and then went on a tangent from his original tangent. I am so proud of you. I mean, yes, I did. I had a cohesive thought that I was able to talk about. I appreciate <laughs> you letting me talk about that. You did tangent a lot. I'm kind of proud of you. You encouraged the tangenting. The. I mean, I, I, yeah, I wanted to have, He's like, shit, fuck. I wanted to have a topic about having MMOs that are about more than just fighting, and I was able to have that discussion. So thank you. I respect that. Chris. I forgot a lot of what we were talking about today. Kevin. Um, you don't have to make a game just about fighting in order for it to be popular. And I know Minecraft, whatever. Let's move on. I'm done. <laughs> uh, don't spend twice the MSRP for a GPU. That's my final thought. Um, kind of want to play Minecraft after this. Kevin, do you have any do that or don't do that? Um, if you do need to buy a GPU, do that. Buy a pre-built system. That's pretty much the only way to get a decently priced <laughs> video card. Don't do that. Pay over retail. There you go. Neth. Um, do wrap up the show faster because I want to go kill things in Warzone. Uh, Chris? Uh, murder is fun. Uh, don't. Yeah, that is pretty fucking dark, Chris. Um, a lot of them. And we murdered a lot of Don't lose your goddamn mind and decide you need to build a computer without spending the time to get the best price on components. 
because you're going to pay twice as much as what you should. What did you do? I didn't do shit. I didn't do shit. My buddy did because he. Oh, this is the one that you were helping him out at all. Fuck that. (laughs) He needs to learn how to do it himself, but he won't because he's a help him. There you go. He's a hillbilly hipster. He is a hillbilly hipster. And yeah, he should. Why are we not helping then? Yep. Why are we not helping people that don't know hard work, Kevin? Because he's a hillbilly hipster. Um, well, it sounds himself? like he's. It sounds like he doesn't want to learn. And he's trying to throw it together. Okay, yep. but and see, I don't want to learn either. That's him. why I have an Adam. So he doesn't want to learn. He has a Gavril. Adam, yeah, agreed but... to that. Gavril is being forced to. <laughs> I'm being forced to by my best I friend. Mean it, I mean, years. it's cute that you think Adam agreed to that and didn't just get told that that's how it was going to be. <laughs> Then you should tell Adam to finish your son's PC. He's working on it. All right, folks, that's going to be our show for this week. It's a talk just during the week. You can find us on Twitter. It's at AzraCPC. Kevin is at SwingCat with a K. Chris is at Akari underscore Magi. Of course, I'm at Gavril underscore ET. That's two I's, one singular L. At Neth, Winch is going to be Neth's wonderful Twitter handle. To send us emails, you can email us at feedback at AzraCTC.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join us live on Saturdays when we record the show here live on twitch.tv slash AzraCTC. For links to today's show, you can visit our website at www.AzraCTC.com. Shoot us a review on SoundCloud, Stitch, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, whatever it is that you put magical magical lyrical notes deep within your ear holes vibrating your tympanic drum same murder boys and girls red rum